I'm Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com, and this is the hometown daily news show for October 16th, 2022. I think it's episode 289. Every once in a while, I do this intro to let whoever might stumble across this know what hometown is really all about. Well, hometown is a news aggregator. It throws everything into hometown.com and into these six main categories and then under them about 50 channels. I think I've got 47 that are activated right now. Now the others are being re-evaluated. And I use hometown uh, every day, all day, uh, to manage my information overload. Uh, my area of specialty out in the real world, I guess. Uh, I've been on the internet for a long time. And uh, I've gotten to the point where I need to organize stuff because I come from it or come at it from a perspective of business technology and society. And so I need to focus some things. And that's why Omtown was even created. And it was private for about eight years. Um, and then I opened it up here at the beginning of this year for the public. I think I'm going to end up having to redo uh, quite a bit of it. Um, I think that it's running a little too slow for uh, everybody to access uh, based on some feedback. Uh, but uh, it still is functioning just fine. I just need to. I want to speed it up for you all. So with that in mind, I might be making changes, but it won't impact anything. Uh, it should be pretty frictionless for anybody who becomes a citizen of hometown. And you can still do that right now. Just go over to hometown.com, sign up, become a citizen. You get full access. There are no ads. I'm not interested in ads running on my site. Um, I don't think there's even a Google AdSense tracker on there anymore. Um, but you know what my track my my uh, browser says that there isn't anything there um, because I've wanted to speed up the site and it was actually the slowest thing on my site at any rate um, I've already selected a bunch of articles let's get into today's news if you have any questions or comments feel free to throw them into the chat that's why we're here to have a conversation if you type in exclamation showbot you'll actually be able to Follow the link that's provided and go over to hometown.showbot.tv and vote on the articles that you find interesting. Or you can actually hit exclamation S and provide a link to an article and I'll grab it and I'll take a look at it and see if we can include it um, either into a channel at hometown or uh, talk about it live uh, right here on hometown daily news show. I do plan at the beginning of the year to extend uh, the hours of which uh, hometown is operational. Um, I'm actually going to have a, a 24 hour uh, stream going. That's just kind of chill music um, and something interesting. Uh, you'll have to wait and see for that. I will uh, actually, that'll be happening maybe in about two weeks, maybe less, depending on how fast I can get to that project. Um, I'll also be launching uh, reality hacker that focuses on uh, hyper-realistic computer simulation, modification, deep fakes, VR, AR, XR, etc. All the R's, R, 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 uh, but not a pirate. Um, 
and a couple of other uh, channels that I hope to launch. So instead of being one hour at night at six o'clock, um, I'll do multiple uh, shows. And if you are interested in hosting or co-hosting, get in touch with me. There's myriad way to do so. Um, and uh, maybe I'll just post a link uh, or an email address and a phone number um, so that you can get in touch with me one way or the other. At any rate, let's do the news. That's why we're here, right? So this one just cracked me up. Um, <laughs> I interact with a few attorneys. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is, is just hilarious. So brace yourself for it. It's in the Hatch Ideas channel, which is about business transformation. It's because it was sourced from businessinsider.com, um, but the context is really not, it's lost there. Um, but a juror was dismissed from Michigan governor kidnapping case accused of flirting with the defendant. <laughs> uh, it, I guess it's kind of like the yeah, only fans, right? But it's currently incarcerated fans. I, I'm not sure. Or on the way to being incarcerated fans. Or uh, I don't know. what, what What's another one? Uh, presumed innocent fans. I'm not sure. I don't really know. Um, presumed innocent, but on my way to jail, uh, only fans. I'm not, I really don't know what we should call this, but there has to be a website out, out there for this. A juror was accused of flirting with a defendant charged in connection with the plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. The female juror was relieved of her duties after smiling and eye contact between the two. <laughs> hey, <laughs> have you been recently <laughs> charged with kidnapping a governor? I might be the woman for you. <laughs> uh, the interactions were with Paul Bellar, 23, standing trial on charges of providing material for a terrorist act. <laughs> Oh man, you just can't make this up. Uh, you know, I, I would expect this of like Florida man or Florida woman somewhere where it has to be kind of nebulous about <laughs> just what all was involved, but literally in a courtroom flirting with a defendant um, who's accused of providing material to the kidnapping of the Michigan governor. Interactions were with Paul Bellar. Hey, he's young, 23. Paul Bellar is in the middle. And this guy, I, if you were to judge a book by its cover, you would never suspect that this person is a defendant in, <laughs> in an abduction case. Fascinating. The female juror was relieved of her duties after William Ralston, an attorney prosecuting the case on behalf of the uh, Michigan Attorney General, said that there had been communication in the form of eye contact and smiling be between her and defendant Paul Bellar, according to the Jackson uh, Citizen Parrot. It didn't happen just on one day. It happened over multiple days, Judge uh, Thomas Wilson told the local news outlet, adding, I decided it's safer to err on the side of caution. He said in his almost 35 years of experience in law, he had never seen behavior like this. 
I can't stop laughing at this because <laughs> who flirts with somebody that's in the middle of a trial? You know, just wait. Come on. The dude's not Johnny Depp. In August, two other men, Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr., were convicted in the plot in which they sought to kidnap Governor Whitmer from her vacation home. I wonder if they if she's so predictable that they knew that she was going to be there, you know. Hey, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> going on vacation. Go and abduct me over there. Let's see what else. In an affidavit related to the allegations against Bellar, Detective Sergeant with the Michigan Department of State Police, Brian Russell states that he, quote, provided plans for tactical maneuvers at training, coded language for covert communication, hosted meetings at his residence, provided ammunition, and coordinated logistics for training contrary to MCL 750.543K. My God. <laughs> these people. These people. I just don't understand these wingnuts. Think that they're being harmed in some material way at all. Yet have absolutely no problem. If if ever <laughs> if they were profiting, none of these numbnuts would be saying one frickin' thing. I guarantee it. None of them. If they were all making money, doing some abusive whatever crap, they wouldn't have a problem with anything going on in the world. But they have to play by the rules, and they don't like playing by the rules. So when they snap because they have to follow the rules, <laughs> it all wets the bed, and they end up getting caught. And this dude... If he did all of what is described there and they did what they did and people have been convicted of it, he should be in jail too. But amazing that somebody's flirting with this dude. Whatever. Oh, what I didn't do. Sorry. And this is really great for the podcast. There's the article. You can go over to uh, ometown.showbot.tv and vote for it right now. Um, yeah, it just populated. Now, you may not be in my chat, but it'll be there. So if you listen to this as a podcast, if you listen to this as uh, from the YouTube or from the Twitch VOD itself, you can go over to ometown.showbot.tv and vote. You can even, I think you can probably sit in my chat when I'm not there and send stuff into that bot. Yeah, I'll delete it. I mean, if it's vitriolic or whatever, I'll ban you as well, but you can come and hang out. It's fine with me. Okay, so the next article is over in the Hatch Ideas channel. And um, this one is, uh, they spent, this person spent $30,000 on a Hobbit-style house and now live mortgage-free in a tiny home village. Is this too loud? Is my haunted house music too loud? I can hear it, but I don't know if you all can hear it really loud. At any rate, 
A retired software developer moved to a tiny home community and now and is now mortgage free. They're a software developer. They probably should have been mortgage free in pretty much any house nowadays for crying out loud. I've got a bunch of ideas. If you are a software engineer and you want to uh, split the difference with me, I'll give you 90%. <laughs> you make my idea. We will market it together. But I don't want to be all over it. Like, I don't want to babysit it. I don't, I, 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 I will be a, uh, a, a rev share, but silent partner beyond belief. That's what I've done for 30 years, but talk to me. Anyway, if you're a software engineer, I can hire somebody. I've done it in the past, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. Anyway, software engineer spent $30,000 living mortgage free. Depends on how old they are. So I, I suppose. Anyway, I can't, I keep getting distracted and I need to stay on target. Marijuana focus. Stare at the electrons. Say the words you read. The owners of the community said about 70% of its residents are single women over 45. All right. EJ Runyon bought a Hobbit style home for $30,000 and says it's now worth $50,000. $50, In a field outside Knoxville, Tennessee, a fast growing community is accommodating residents in their own homes for as little as $20,000. A retired software developer told Insider how she went mortgage-free by leaving her traditional home behind to move into a Hobbit-style dwelling where most residents are single women over the age of 45. Uh, let's move over to... Did I? Yeah, okay. So, Ryan Hogg over at businessinsider.com wrote this article. And... Um, Let's um let's let's scroll down here. Family from 170 total strangers. I guess that's a phrase from within this article. Um let's see. EJ Runyon, an author, moved to the community after living in New Mexico and New Hampshire when she realized that she could afford to buy a home outright. The 65-year-old spent $25,000 on a bespoke hobbit-style home in 2020 and another 10,000 in renovations and three years of ground uh, ground rent to live in the community. The home was designed by incredible tiny homes, which made some adjustments to the property at Runyon's request. Well, I want to see it. Oh, so you can actually see this. It's a, it's a link. You'll have to watch. I, I, I don't stream other websites stuff usually. Um, although this is a YouTube link and i guess you could watch it uh, but homeowner sees tiny home or tiny hobbit house for the first time hopefully they have some pictures in this article it says runyon says she wasn't a hugger before she moved to the enclave but after setting up a support group for tiny home residents before moving to tennessee she's found intimacy easier runyon will go for breakfast with other residents on sundays while there are four libraries in the area she says she's um, helped get over her loss over the loss of a friend last July. Uh, that's sad. 
But if that's how tight toit they are, I'm not interested. Um, tiny home community, the beach is outside Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, that's just too toit for me. I'm just not that interested in being jam packed like that. Give me a pad in 10 acres and I'll be happy. The story echoes nomad land. A film based on older Americans who live nomadic lifestyles in vans or RVs after losing jobs or houses. With uh, housing costs soaring as mortgage rates rise in their highest level since 2006, Americans are finding new ways to settle down. Many have opted to live in vans, while one person told Insider how she has decided to sell her van to live mainly out of her car. Right on. I mean, that's fine. That's... Uh, you know, you can do that, but if you've got family, if you've got children, it's pretty impossible to do that. And even tiny home living with kids, if they're trying to go to public or private schools or uh, your significant other has to commute to work, if they do it, you know, it's not for everybody. But uh, I would love, actually, I, I say that I would love to live in a tiny home as long as it's I'm out in the open, but I still need like high speed internet and plumbing. I'm breaking the fourth wall here because hometown is supposed to be a virtual community. <laughs> Not really real. It's all electrons trapped on the wire. That is the internet or a series of tubes full of water and cats. Anyway, do you want to spend $30,000 on a Hobbit-style house and live mortgage-free in a tiny home village that's in Knoxville, Tennessee, or any place, actually? Although, again, this thing is called... Um, what is it? The the Beach? Or something like that? Where Where is it? Oh, I'm just... I'm. This is just not good for... for business. Um, what? Where is it? Hold on. I'll find it. No, this is just, this is not good. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to find it. This is driving me nuts. Okay, I'm just going to move on. Um, the next article is artists say AI image generators are copying their style to make thousands of new images and it's completely out of their control. True. Hate to break it to you, but style, I don't know. I mean, one person's style, not only can it not really be protected, not really, but um, you may not be the only person that has that style. You're just the one that might be known for that style. There might be other artists, you know, because the world is kind of 80 20 20 percent of people produce 80 percent of what people consume so open ai a company founded by elon musk you know what there's one for the books hold on a second i'll i'll come back to that later i'll i'll have to i'll have to hunt that down anyway Founded by Elon Musk just made its Dolly image generator open to the public. Artists say that for years they work on their portfolios and people can now make copycat images in seconds, but 
Some AI companies argue that the new artworks are unique and can be copyrighted. Uh, I'm not sure why that sentence is so clunky the way that it's written. But <laughs> let me explain something here. I don't know. Again, I don't know why they say it the way they say it in this article. Because it really, really is clunky. Artists say they work for years on their portfolios and people can now make copycat images in seconds, period. But some AI companies argue that the new artworks are unique and be copyrighted. See, now there's no information leading to what that sentence structure. Okay, why would AI companies assume that they can't be copyrighted so that they argue that, well, it's unique and you can copyright it. Well, let me explain because it doesn't seem like it's doing that in this little snippet. I'll go over to <clears throat> the website itself. Website um, is uh, businessinsider.com and Beatrice Nolan is the author. Did I say the names of the others? Yeah, I did. Okay. Anyway, Beatrice Nolan wrote this article. Um, this is an awesome picture by uh, Vicky Letta. I kind of dig this. This is pretty neat. Kind of shows an artist uh, cr making a creation surrounded by other creations that might be derivations of their previous work effort to, to produce something. And it's a really cool way of doing it. I really dig this. Um, and it's done by Vicky Letta, L-E-T-A, over at Insider, I guess. Um, that's how it's flagged, captioned. Anyway, um, okay, so the, the snippet is because they take certain highlights from their article to draw attention to what the content is in their website. Um, but uh, there is a serious legal issue here with AI-generated artwork, and that is that a copyright can really only be applied to something that's created by a human. That's why when that, um, oh, I can't remember. It wasn't a monkey. Um, anyway, took a picture of themselves, took a selfie, right? Nobody can own that copyright because it's the, like, I think it's a bonobo or something like that. Anyway, uh, the animal took the picture and therefore it can't have a copyright because just because it was your camera, doesn't mean that it's your copyright. It was their artistic free, uh, uh, creation. It was their ar ar artistic mechanism in place. So they get whoever it is that pushed the button at that time to create that artwork. That is their copyright, except AI. AI is artificial intelligence. It is a program, but it's not being driven by anybody. It's driven by a whole bunch of inputs. Sorry, I hit my mic. Um, it's driven by a whole bunch of inputs, but there is no human at the helm other than maybe keywords. And one might be able to argue that in court, but right now copyright doesn't apply. Um, nobody's taken it to court yet. Not that I know of. Um, but if somebody wants to take something to court, they can. And I think that the right attorney, the right person, the right amount of money being thrown at this might be able to legitimize copyrighted works, even if they're, gen I should say, AI generated copyrighted works because a human being is throwing the guidelines in. I think that is the argument that might be able to 
turn this around, but you're going to have to find case law to riff off of because there is no case law that I know of. And I've gone searching. I may not be the best legal investigate uh, investigator, but I have yet to find anything that has to do with AI generating works. Um, other than in a game, game simulation where it generated stats and names and skills and everything else. Um, and I can't remember, I think it's an Activision Blizzard case um, that was actually sustained, I think, on appeals as well. Again, if I can remember, I will go and look it up. At any rate, these um, artificially intelligent created works they have no owner arguably because of the structure of copyright Ratkowski's name has been used to generate around 93,000 AI images on one image generator stable diffusion making him far more popular search term than Picasso Leonard da Vinci Leonardo da Vinci not Leonard Leonardo da Vinci and Vincent van Gogh in the program uh, quote, I feel like something's happening that I can't control. Rutkowski, who is based in Poland, told Insider, My name is being used a lot to generate AI images along with the names of other working artists. Um, yeah, but again, there are other artists that have similar work. It just happens to be that they're the big dog on the block, so they're known. Now, my concern is that the artwork that led to the name is being imported, right? So Rutkowski's artwork, copyrighted works are being pulled into the AI somewhere on the back end, somewhere in the system, the copyrighted works are being consumed by the AI. And that I might have a problem with unless the information is publicly accessible on a website. Now, I don't mean to imply that you can just find something on the internet and use it wholesale. You have to add some value to it. You have to have some or something else, right? You have to add satire. You have to change the context, but it has to be substantial. Well, in the, this case, Imagine if an artist were to go and look and investigate Rutkowski's entire work and riff off of it themselves, an artist, right? Yeah, there might be some outrage. Well, you're taking Rutkowski's work. No, I'm actually creating my own work. It just happens to be familiar with it. And the best form of what is, what's the phrase? <laughs> um, you know, copying somebody is the best form. Uh, hold on a second. My brain just froze. Yeah, the best form of flattery um, is imitation. So consider this imitation. Unfortunately, it's artificially intelligent imitation, which can do whole scale copying. Um, and therein lies the rub. Uh, if, if you can't tell an AI developed artwork from Rutkowski's work, then there might be an issue here, but it's not a clone. It's not a direct copy. It's not, it's an imitation, but it's a unique work for somebody who puts it together. 
right? So Rutkowski's works um, riff off of other artists. Now, Greg Rutkowski is going to sit there and say, no way in hell. All of my stuff is uh, actually uh, completely unique. And I never had inspiration from anybody, which would be intellectually false. You know, you would you would have to you would have to shut down any form of critical thinking to suggest that an artist solely came up with their work. It's always inspiration from some other person, some other experience, something made a person teach themselves maybe how to create this work. So I'll never buy into a completely unique existence only of and onto themselves. People are pretending to be me, Rutkowski said. I'm very concerned about it. It seems unethical. Yeah, pretending to be you is unethical, I think. But nobody is saying that I am Rutkowski. If they are, they're lying. And they're misrepresenting you and their work. And if they are misrepresenting your work or their work as an original from you, then you can sue them. That's why we have lawsuits. Draw attention to it and have the internet just slam the door on any type of sale. But again, somebody's going to like that work, whatever it might be. Even if it's similar to you, it isn't you. People are selling prints made by AI that have my name in the title, something like Rusty Robot in a Field in the Style of Simon Stallenhag, which is a super aggressive way of using this technology. No, it's not. They're saying it's in the style of you, not you. But I've been telling people for years, <laughs> if I can take what you do and put it into a series of steps, you can be cloned into a bot, either a computer bot or a technological machine bot. And if it has to manually paint it, because all of this isn't manually painted, it's just two dimensional. You can print it out and it's still two dimensional. If everything a person does can be turned into an algorithm, you're a bot. There is no strategic advantage to that type of environment. If I can turn what you do into a bot, into a series of steps, it's an algorithm. And that algorithm directly translates into automation. You have to stand out that people are going to respect you as the artist. And if anybody says that this work is by you, then you can sue them. Then you can angle, you know, Elon Musk can do this too. Hey, I don't like this website. And the army goes after those people. You can do that too. Hey, that is not my work. You're using my name to misrepresent that the work is mine. If anybody infers from this that it's mine, it's illegal. You, you can't misrepresent your work as somebody else's work. But that all depends on the country you're in. In the United States, I can't sit there and say that it's by you unless it's by you. It's fraud. 
He believes AI image generators are not in the hands of artists right now. It's in the hands of early adopters of tech. It's in the hands of every artist. Everybody is an artist. Come on, don't gatekeep me that crap. Give me a break. I'm an artist if I use tech. I'm an artist if I don't use tech. I'm an artist because I want to call myself an artist. If you don't like it, that's tough. Hate to break it to you, though. Everybody that's using AI is on the cutting edge of art. No longer do they have to sit there and do this and do that and do the other because there's some gatekeeper that's telling me that I'm not an artist unless I'm pouring blood, sweat, and tears into something. I can simply tell a computer that is designed to take my natural language and turn it into something. Hate to break it to you again. It's never as precise as the person wants. So they're going to end up taking it and having to modify it in some way. And, and the skilled creator is an artist and the unskilled creator is an artist. That's a downvote for you, bub. I, I'm not interested in gatekeeping. This opens the door to millions of people being able to take their thoughts and turn it into something, even if it is a riff off of living artists, artists, dead artists, other people's works, even if they don't call themselves an artist, it doesn't matter. Liz DeFiori, the president of the Graphic Artist Guild, an organization that supports designers, illustrators, and photographers across the U.S., said the ease of which AI can copy styles could cause financial fallout for artists. Artists spend a lot of time throughout their career and make a lot of income on being able to license their images and being sought after specifically for their style. And the originals will get the original pay. Anybody else can make artwork in the style of somebody else. They can't claim that it's somebody else's. That's it. I can't say that I have, that I've created something and I claim that it's from somebody else. Then I can sue you out of existence. At least I can sue you for all of the money that you made and the court can punish you for additional damages and the legal fees and, 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 I mean, there's all kinds of stuff involved, but it depends on where you live too. Maybe there isn't a legal system uh, where these artists are that will rise to that occasion. AI image generators trained by learning large sets of images and captions. Representatives from OpenAI said they uh, both publicly available sources and images licensed by the company Makeup Dolly's training data. If it goes and looks at a bunch of websites and trains off of the images, so be it. It's all public information and inspiration for the bot. Plain and simple. That's what it is. Inspiration. Copyright laws around AI images are murky. Absolutely. Copyright never even anticipated AI. <laughs> copyright doesn't even exist for AI a spokeswoman a spokesperson for the US Copyright Office told Insider that works generated only by artificial intelligence lacked the human authorship necessary to support a copyright claim correct 
They said the office would not knowingly grant registration to a work that was claimed to have been created solely by machine with artificial intelligence. And that right there is solely by machine with artificial intelligence. All of these works are not solely by machine. Solely means that it's going to be a spontaneous creation by the artificial intelligence, but it's not that way. What is happening is I am steering an AI to do my bidding right up until it says no and eliminates me and takes over the world and you end up with Terminator. Anyway, all of this is just wrong. A portrait of Giles Christopher created using artificial intelligence by Giles Christopher Project G. That's what's on my screen right now. Giles Christopher, a London-based commercial photographer specializing in food and drink, uses Dolly and other AI uh, generators to experiment with portraits and create artificial backgrounds for some of his commercial shots. Quote, I've come out with images that you wouldn't question are photographs, he said. Some of the arguments that I've had from photographers are that the images are looking too good. Usually from what I've seen of AI, uh, I can tell that there is something wrong uh, in the eyes. Um, I don't know what it is, um, but for some reason, there's usually something wrong with the eyes. This one is creepily close to being legit. Like, the, the focus is like sheared right on the eyes and you can actually, uh, it, it, the whole thing, I mean, it's, it's really amazing. You have to see this. Go over to Business Insider and look for AI image generators um, and it'll pull it up. It's amazing. It's actually really amazing. Quote, I have friends in the industry who will storm out of the room if I even bring up using AI. But Christopher is on, on the fence about it. It's like keeping your enemies close. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that in mind, folks. If you're hearing this, if you can take your job and turn it into a series of steps, then it's an algorithm and it can be created into a bot. Done and done. Let's move on to the next article. Uh, this one is about Saturday Night Live. Opens with a January 6th uh, committee parody. We tried. It was fun. It was a fun country while it lasted. So I watched this. This was really actually pretty funny. Saturday Night Live and sad at the same time. It, that's what satire really is. Saturday Night Live opened its third season of the sorry, third episode of the season uh, by taking on the January 6th committee hearing starring Keenan Thompson as United States Representative Benny G. Thompson. And the theme of the sketch was quite simple. No matter how bad the attempts to stage a coup and overthrow the nation were, there's no accountability in this country. Sad, but true. At least for some. If you are rich or connected, politically connected, to the rich as well, then you are immune to pretty much anything. The moment that I see a billionaire in jail for something other than uh, tax evasion, yeah, 
I'll see that there is accountability. But most people end up in jail because they fiddled around with somebody's money. And if you're a billionaire, the only thing you're fiddling around with is your money. Although, yeah, I can't get into that. Host and musical guest uh, Megan the Stallion asked to be put into Bridgerton uh, by Michael Schneider over at Variety.com. Let me close this. I don't know why autoplay is even allowed. Um, and it was interesting because they were talking about basically the January 6th hearings and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And Trump is definitely going to show. And no, we'll see if Trump ever even feels this. Uh, He's just not. Why? Because he's a sociopath, at least in my perspective, I think he is. Um, Let's see. Trump is 100% coming, and this time he will be held accountable. Sure, he got away with a lot of stuff in the 70s and the 80s and in the 90s and in the early 200s and the 2010s and the 2020s. Well, that ends now, says uh, (laughs) Kinzinger. Sure. Anyway, there's a whole lot more over at this article, um, but that's the nuts and bolts of what the article is about. Uh, January 6th committee parody from SNL. It's over on YouTube. You can watch it right now. Um, Go and check that out. The next article, which uh, pulls us away from the politics. um, Oops. Is um, about Minecraft. And it says Minecraft Legends shows off its four player co-op in new gameplay video. Uh, This was yesterday. uh, Today, which is Part of the 24 hours for which the show actually focuses on. Uh, today's Minecraft Live saw a lot of neat detail emerge around Minecraft Legends, the real-time third-person strate- uh, strategic spin-off of... Now, see, some people were saying it's Mojang, and other people are saying that it's Mojang, and all day during this Minecraft reveal thing was Mojang. Um, ever-popular blocky world. We learned that Minecraft Legends will... A launch in the spring of 2023 and got two cinematic trailers and a long string of four-person gameplay as a team attacks a piglin base. In it, two developers from Mojang and two from Blackbird Interactive uh, gather a team of overworld mobs and use them to attack the invading piglins. Um, it also shows how resource gathering works as ally allies uh, gather resources for the players to build with. And the allies auto build for players who can select from a variety of pre-designed structures to put into the world. And they'll also place spawners, which the players use to recruit units like golems, zombies, creepers. I think it's going to be kind of um, tower defensey kind of a thing, but more interactive and, and, and more wherever you want to. Minecraft Legends was announced this year, uh, a third, a kind of third-person action RTS in the vein of Nintendo's Pikmin or Codemasters Overlord series. The authors of this knew that it, you'd lead the overworld in force against the invading monsters of the nether, and uh, they knew that there was multiplayer, but this is the first time that it'll be up to four players cooperatively. They didn't know yet if there will be co- cross-play, uh, but Mojang said eventually add just that to the spin-off Minecraft Dungeons at least 
between Xbox and PC. So now they're, at least in Minecraft Dungeons, you'll get crossplay. So let's go over. Um, this article was written by Jonathan Bolding um, for PCGamer.com. And um, yeah, Spring 2023 Minecraft Legends, uh, kind of a semi open world, I think, um, Minecraft RPG style thing. I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll. Um, yeah, I just don't know. It's not really pure open world. It's not really MMO. It's kind of RTS, but I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a it's an interesting concoction of features. So you see all kinds of new mobs in it, uh, new golems, also uh, wild and strange piglin enemies like a lava launcher and some crazy centaur pig and some gemstone pig, according to the author. I It was fun to watch, but I don't know what it's really going to be like until it hits the ground. Um, and this is going to be kind of a Minecraft, uh, Microsoft-developed kind of a thing with Mojang because Mojang is part of Microsoft um, and other developers putting all their you know spoons in the stew who knows what it's going to look like at the end of the day but we will actually we will soon so uh, a quick shift um, this one not so happy sorry folks this is just the nature of life um, teen suspect in Raleigh shooting could face adult charges. So this person uh, decided to, I think it was, uh, shoot five people. Um, the article is over in the Hill. Julia Shapiro is the author of this. A 15-year-old suspect arrested in connection with a Raleigh, North Carolina shooting that left five dead could face adult charges. And I think that they should face adult charges and the parents should be brought in and questioned as well, because I'm really curious where the parents are during these things. It's like these other tales of abuse that are systemic or that are, um, centered around young people. Where are the parents for all of this? Right? So all of these flights that apparently had children getting abused, um, the, what was the Island? I can't remember the name of the Island. Anyway, so these rich people grab a bunch of kids and take them to this island and nothing and all kinds of abuse happens, but no parent is involved. Why isn't the parents, why aren't the parents being charged? Where are the parents for all of this? How is this taking place that some kid can grab a gun, shoot five people? How is this happening in the 21st century? And I'm not, I can't say that I'm, you know, anti gun. I think that people should have the right, but why do you need 500? Oh, I know because why do I have to ask why you need 500 guns or 2000 rounds, or you think that the end of the world is going to come and the zombies are going to attack or the government's going to come after you or all kinds of stuff, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not unless fascists move into the government and then even if you think you are for gun control or against gun control, they're going to come and take your guns. It isn't the liberal government that's going to come and take your guns. All, all that the liberal government wants is gun control. Some way of knowing that 
a, a person with a gun isn't going to just take their gun and go shoot up uh, a mall. I know that malls are old school, but they're not going to go and shoot up uh, a, a nightclub. They're not going to go rampaging through the neighborhood. Some form of gun control, control, not taking them away from everybody and mass control require people to get training and not, Hey, you know, I own a gun and I can teach you how to use it. No, you need to be licensed to teach people how to use a gun. And then you teach people how to use a gun. That's fine. All of this is fine. Gun control. <laughs> Obviously this was a failing of gun control. Obviously this was a failing of coping skills. This was a failing of the parents and society around it, which I guarantee you people are going to sit there and go, Oh yeah, we knew that there was a problem. Yeah. They're dozens of people are going to pop up out, out of the woodwork and go, oh, yeah, 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 we, we knew this person was already on the police radar. <laughs> and if not, then go and look at the parents and I, uh, the, there's going to be something there. Peel back the layers of this event. That's what a good investigator is doing right now. Peeling back the layers of this. And they're going to find out what truly happened. But they, somebody needs to be able to speak to this 15-year-old in a way that that 15-year-old feels compelled to actually share. Actually discuss it. And not just turn off go full sociopath because you really have to be a sociopath to go on a shooting spree. You really do. You have to completely discount the emotions of the damage that you are caught, the emotions that your damage is causing. You have to completely discount that the people you are shooting are humans. You have to be a sociopath. And those that don't have to deal with it. The, the, the people that aren't sociopathic and are forced to pull the trigger on a human live with it forever. It never truly fades away from my understanding. I, you know, I've never had to shoot anyone, but my goodness, if I were to ever have to, I don't know what I would do to cope with expunging somebody it's it, it's a horrible thing it's a horrible thing so we need control and i don't know if this is going to get flagged over on youtube that's fine um but it's real talk so let's move on to the next article and i'm talking about the article you know i'm not talking about doing anything like that because you have to be out of your mind to do something like that Okay, so this article is about um, a home automation. Level Lock Plus with Home Key hits some Apple store shelves. This thing is amazingly expensive. Apple has gradually started to sell the Home Key enabled Level Lock Plus Smart Lock with the home, uh, the smart home security device appearing in some physical Apple stores um, in the United States. So I'm just going to jump straight on over to it. I think I'm running a little late. Yeah. Cause I've been soapboxing about a few things. Um, at any rate, Malcolm Owen over at Apple insider is the author of this. And, um, this 
this little invisible smart lock, right? All it is is the bolt. It's pretty neat. The one that I have right now has to go through an app. Um, I'm not too keen on it. I want to be able to use everything smart wise within, uh, well, however I want to really. Um, and this might do it for me, right? This would be pretty cool. It's sleek. It's stylish. Problem is that it's 350 bucks. You know, tax, shipping, whatever. It's 330 on the box. I looked it up. It's 330 on the website. I had already seen this. <clears throat> and I was considering upgrading my lock. It's plural of locks. Well, I'm not going to do it for 330 bucks. Not with a key. If it was just a smooth bolt, fine. But locks can be picked. Physical locks can be picked. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and it's harder to hack that than it is to just pick it, turn it, get inside, do whatever it is you're going to do and get out. If there's an alarm here, it's either on the door or it's in the lock. Some people might do both and have a backup of that. I know shock at any rate, this is the home key enabled level lock plus smart lock and it's $330 and it's home kit compatible and it's pretty neat. You just walk up with your phone and it'll unlock when you tell it to unlock. Not bad. Pretty slick. I dig it. Let's move on to the next article. And uh, this says um, Musk says. SpaceX will continue to fund Starlink internet service in Ukraine amid backlash. That's because this guy is, uh, well, he's a populist. Chloe Fulmer over at the Hill uh, wrote this article and basically Musk said the government needs to pay for SpaceX to fund Starlink so that um, Starlink will continue to work in the Ukraine. Or in Ukraine. I don't know why uh, it stuck with me that the is always in front of Ukraine, but it's not. It's just Ukraine. Anyway, multi-billionaire Elon Musk said on Saturday that his company SpaceX would continue funding the Starlink internet service being used on the ground in Ukraine. Despite previous warnings that the company would withdraw the services due to a lack of government funding. And when there was enough blowback, Musk said, the hell with it even though Starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer dollars, we'll just keep funding Ukraine government for free. Yet yeah, you're a billionaire because of taxpayer dollars, bub. Come on. When former PayPal founding chief operating officer, why, why does it keep, why do people hold on? Yeah, PayPal was originally established by Max Levkin, not Elon Musk. It was Confinity and it merged with X.com and became PayPal, but it was PayPal. I don't understand that. Why? Why does everybody sit there and say that he was the founder of it? This is all in a wiki for crying out loud. Right? 
Hold on. Let me, I want to read this to you. PayPal was originally established by Max Levkin, Peter Thiel, Luke Nosek in December of 1998 as Confinity, a company that developed uh, security software for handheld devices. According to the article, uh, the, the wiki, it says, having had no success with that business model, however, it switched its focus to a digital wallet. The first version of PayPal electronic payments uh, systems and uh, was launched in 1998. A year later, it merged with X.com. The Elon Musk uh, jump into online financial services where it wasn't really working, but the two merged together because big money begets big money. But the reality of it was that PayPal existed before Elon Musk quit saying that he founded PayPal. He didn't just like he didn't found Tesla. Ah, oh, man, there's so much crap involved with this. Anyway, the populace decided that he was going to stick with it. This guy lives and dies by the populist perspective. If enough people yell at him, then he'll go the other way. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I'll, I'll keep paying for it. Let's move on to the next article. Apple's music, uh, Apple Music's spatial audio is coming to select Mercedes-Benz models. If you've never heard Apple's uh, spatial audio, the soundstage wraps around you like a sphere. I mean, it's spectacular. It's amazing. I love it. And certain artists actually exploit that quite well. Well, Mercedes-Benz announced today uh, that it's bringing support for Apple's uh, Apple Music's, I keep saying it, it's Apple's Music's, no, it's Apple Music's um, spatial audio to certain vehicles. Uh, apparently, as you might have guessed, the integration doesn't come cheap. Mercedes-Benz is starting to add Dolby Atmos to its top-of-the-line Maybach S-Class, as well as the electric EQS and EQE models that come with the automaker's latest MBUX, or Money Bucks. I think that it's Scrooge McDuck's car. Uh, interface with a 31 speaker Burmester 3D. I don't know audio scope. I don't know where. I'll, let me look at the whole uh, article. Um, it's written by Emma Roth. Thanks, Emma Roth, for making me question my decisions. Uh, it's the first time Apple Music's spatial audio with Dolby Atmos is available natively in a car if you can afford it. So it's a 31 speaker Burmester, Burmester uh, 3D or 4D sound system. While the vehicles themselves cost upward of $100,000, this doesn't even include the, tr the additional uh, 4600 3D or 6800 uh, 4D Burmester sound system that some vehicles have as add-ons. Yeah, upwards of $100,000, probably a little bit over that. Anyway. Um, there are, if you look for it, look for Apple Music's um, spatial audio. And there is a list of artists that actually exploit it. And uh, I can't, I can't come up with them right off the top of my head. I have to be prepared for this thing. Um, but when you hear it, you'll love it. Um, the sound stage is just amazing. 
So go and check it out. Um, the next article, and um, I might end up running a little late tonight, but the next article is radioactive waste found at a Missouri elementary school and probably not talking about their computer science program. Um, environmental investigation consultants have found significant radioactive contamination at an elementary school in suburban St. Louis where nuclear weapons were produced during World War II. What? Florissant, Missouri. There is a significant radioactive contamination at an elementary school in suburban St. Louis where nuclear weapons were produced during World War II, according to a new report by environmental investigation consultants. This is by the Associated Press and ABC News is where it was aggregated from. The report by Boston Chemical Data Corp confirmed fears about contamination at Jana Elementary School in the Hazelwood School District in Florissant, raised by previous Army Corps of Engineers study. How old is that study? Hold on a second. The Corps has been cleaning up the creek for more than 20 years. The school sits in the floodplain of Coldwater Creek, which was contaminated by nuclear waste from weapons producing. Nuclear waste from weapons production during World War II. All right. The waste was dumped at sites near the St. Louis Lambert International Airport next to the creek that flows to the Missouri River. God, all of these people should be charged. <laughs> it's just, it's so disgusting. And this is the stuff that gives fear to nuclear power, but we have better controls for nuclear power than the dipshits that did this dump. This, if you had an ethical population, if you had uh, <laughs> checks and balances to prevent this stuff from ever, but no, people dump crap. Levels of radioactive isotope lead to 10 polonium, radium, and other toxins were far in excess of what Boston Chemical had expected. Dust samples taken inside the school were found to be contaminated. Oh my god. Oh god, that's so, just so disgusting. Well, now you know. Um, this next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel as well. Man pays $1,100 a month for 95 square feet of New York City apartment with no toilet. Alex Verhag, or Verhag, uh, moved into his 95 square foot East Village apartment in 2020. Verhag pays $1,100 for his micro studio and shares bathrooms with his neighbors. Dorm style living is becoming more common in New York City as median rent soars to $4,000 per month in Manhattan. By the way, that doesn't really seem like that much. Uh, based on what I see around me, you get a lot more space, but at half that price, eh, I don't know what's going on in New York, but it's because it's Manhattan and Manhattan proper means that you can only go vertical. There's finite amount of space and guess who owns it all? Rich people. Rich people getting richer. They're not getting more ethical. In an effort to uh, afford living in one of the most costly U.S. cities, New Yorkers are opting for tiny apartments where they can share bathrooms with their neighbors. Just wait until they're hot seating the toilets. That's peak. <laughs> Jordan Hart 
over at businessinsider.com wrote this article, dorm style living. That's not dorm style living. Except for being able to leave, that's prison style. Let's see, hold on a second. Let's look this up for a second. Um, sorry, you may be listening to me type. Yeah, so um, that apartment is twice the size of a standard jail cell, except that the jail cell actually has its own toilet and sink. <laughs> yeah. Might be half the size, but at least you get a private toilet where you can make your own prison hooch. Alex Verheg, 23, pays $1,100 for 95 square feet of apartment in Manhattan's East Village. Whoever is renting that out, man. Oof. That just seems like some unethical level renting there. Living here can be sort uh, can sort of feel like you're in college dorms because of the shared amenities. Sometimes you'll see your neighbors in a towel or a bathrobe. You just sort of get used to it. That's inhumane. Unless you're in college, you shouldn't have to deal with college living. Bearhag's living arrangement isn't uncommon for those who need affordable housing in Manhattan. He and his fellow New Yorkers have taken to TikTok to share their uniquely small setups. Yeah, that's how they can make more money than working for a person who is charging them. Oh, not charging them. Sorry. Uh, forcing them to work 40 hours a week. I don't know. It just seems really wonky. Elena Radazzo says she lives in the most affordable apartment in New York City for only $650 a month. The catch, she must leave her micro studio and walk past neighbors to use the bathroom, which, while separate, is private. <laughs> Randazzo's tiny apartment, 80 square feet, includes a tiny kitchen with a two-burner cooktop, mini-fridge, microwave, and a sink. A tour of her apartment garnered over 2 million views on TikTok. Yeah, you have to take to TikTok. This is the same thing that has happened with other things. It just has to be a flaming dumpster fire for people to pay attention and pay for the privilege of watching somebody else's existence. And unfortunately... That's what's probably going to be making more money for these people than their gig. But I don't know for sure. What do they do that makes them have to stay in New York? Maybe they love New York. Maybe they don't know anything different from New York or they know something different from New York and they really like New York that much more than wherever they were from. Right. Uh, the context really matters to me. So I'm really curious what would motivate someone to want to stay in a how 80 square foot place in New York where you have to walk past people to go to the bathroom. Another person wrote, that's not in an apartment. That's a cupboard. And one person said that's shocking. I've seen prison cells bigger. Actually the standard U S prison cell is 48 square feet. Uh, 4.5 meters squared, by the way, just want to let you know, I don't know about the height. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, there's, there's, um, other examples of this, but median income in New York city is 52,000 a year, but median rent in Manhattan 
is $4,000 a month. So $48,000 will leave your pocket out of your 52,000 a year salary, which when people talk about this, they never account for taxes. What really should happen is 25% from your salary should just be taken off the top when somebody says that, or at least make the caveat when you write. How many people actually think about the number of tax, the amount of taxes that are being pulled out of a paycheck when somebody says, Hey, I make 52,000 a year. No, you don't. You make somewhere around 40,000 a year because 12,000 is being taken out for taxes. If not more than that. Anyway, I think it's despicable, but you know, rich don't get rich by giving everybody an opportunity that is on par with an ongoing concern. Nope. Millionaires become billionaires by exploiting the actual need for people to have food on their table. That's how they have the Ferrari pulling into the assigned parking spot while you have to trek from Jersey to work in Manhattan <laughs> or Silicon Valley. Anyway, um, iPad Pro update may not ha add mini LEDs to the 11 inch model after all. Apple's update to the 11 inch iPad Pro probably won't gain mini LED backlighting like its 12.9 inch counterpart an analyst claims ahead of Apple's speculated October launches, the 12.9 inch mini LED. Uh, Apple is thought to be preparing uh, to introduce the new iPad models in October uh, of its release schedule. though it seems to be more likely to be a straightforward press release announcement than a full event. Well, that would ruin my day because I just bought an 11 and I think I'm out of its return window. Uh, Apple's update to the 11 iPad Pro probably won't gain mini LED backlighting like its 12.9 inch counterpart. I think I'm just going to drop that right there. That's really all that there is to it. I would love to have gotten an M.2, um, but they didn't release the M2s uh, for the iPad uh, Pro. At least not one. I don't think they released it yet either at all. Not, not just since I purchased, not when I purchased it, but I don't think they've released it at all. At any rate, that is it for today's hometown daily news show. Thanks for swinging by. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're listening to it in the podcast, please stop by 6 PM Eastern every day. That's when the hometown daily news show is on Twitch. Uh, go over to twitch.tv slash hometown. I'm also uh, storing everything over on YouTube and as a podcast, you can always download that wherever your podcatchers are. And if you um, go over to hometown.com, you can actually listen to the podcast there too. Um, although it may not update as frequently um, as it should. It's supposed to be automated, but um, sometimes it just doesn't do it. I blame caching. At any rate, again, I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com. And this has been the hometown daily news show for October 16th, 2022. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.